Hello, Jet Setters, and welcome to the Jet Set Life podcast. I'm your hostess, Brittany Ryan, child-free travel content creator and blogger. I'm a curator of authentic and cultural travel experiences, and I want to help you be the same. Create a Jet Set Life full of adventure and learn how to live life to the fullest with me as your travel guide. Tune in each week for solo episodes and conversations with travel leaders all about child-free travel, adults-only getaways, travel guides, itineraries, and more. I am all about sharing actionable, detailed tips and tricks for creating the jet-set life of your dreams, so get ready to learn. Are you ready for takeoff? Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, Jet Setters. How are you this week? We are halfway through our series on Salem, Massachusetts. And on this episode today, we are going to be talking about the best places to eat in Salem. And let me tell you guys, Salem has some amazing places to eat. Like, take me back. I just, my mouth is watering just like thinking about it. Especially if you're a fan of seafood like I am. The clam chowder, the raw oysters, lobster rolls. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's talk about the top 10 restaurants that I'd visit again and again and again if I lived in Salem. Um, I break these out by meal. So we're going to cover breakfast, lunch, happy hour, dinner, and dessert. Let's start with breakfast and For starters, we're going to go with the Ugly Mug Diner. Start your day the right way at this place. This place does not accept reservations, so try to get there early. We arrived uh, at 9.30 a.m. on a Thursday in October and waited maybe 20 minutes, which was actually perfect because the Ugly Mug Diner is like two shops down from House Witch, which is like my favorite all-time favorite Salem uh, shopping store to go to. So it was perfect. We did a little bit of shopping, and then we popped back over for some brunch. So it's a fun, the Ugly Mug Diner is a fun and quirky place. It's got a very casual atmosphere, and it's one of those diners where the menu's written on the wall, old school style, but they also have menus too, so don't worry. The interior is very playful. Their light fixtures are made of cooking utensils. They had two skeletons uh, dining in the window. (laughs) And there are these giant crocheted bacon and eggs decorating the walls. So I really thought it was fun. Aside from seasonal drinks like pumpkin spice lattes and apple cider mimosas, You have plenty of drink choices ranging from coffees, teas, and specialty sodas, as well as adult beverages, beer, cocktails, and mimosas. I tried the Screaming Nancy. It was their play on an Aztec chocolate. It's a mocha latte with cinnamon, cayenne pepper, and ancho spice blend, and it was so good. I paired it with a classic Eggs Benedict, which was delightful. My sister ordered the Loxie Lux Sandwich. (laughs) It's a deluxe egg sandwich with smoked salmon, caramelized onion, and cream cheese. So good. 
The other shop that I would recommend for breakfast is Red's Sandwich Shop. Now, we unfortunately did not get to visit this place ourselves, but locals and tourists alike rave about this spot. It Yes, it, it says sandwich shop in the name, which to me communicates lunch, but it actually does serve breakfast. True to its name, Red's Sandwich Shop is located in a big red painted historic building Um, And it used to be the London Coffee House building in downtown Salem, built in 1698. Red's Sandwich Shop has been serving sandwiches as well as hearty American breakfasts in a casual country setting for the past 50 years. You get high quality food for reasonable prices here. Moving on to lunch, you've got to go to Finn's Seafood and Grill in the Salem Harbor. This is a delicious spot for lunch or dinner featuring seafood and sushi. And it's a gore, it's it's got a gorgeous balcony that overlooks the Salem Harbor. Or you can eat indoors like we did because it was a little too chilly, but we still had a great view of the boats. They have an impressive raw bar with local oysters, clams, lobster, and cre- king crab with house-made cocktail and uh, minot, minot sauces, as well as a sushi bar. My sister and I had lunch here, and we started with some raw oysters, which were mind-blowing, and we had a goat cheese appetizer, which was so good. If you like goat cheese, you got to get it. And then we had a, a bowl of clam chowder soup. Everything was so good. It's advised to get reservations here, especially in October. Like I said, you can sit outside on the waterfront patio or indoors. Another great lunch spot is Mercy Tavern. Also kind of in the Salem Harbor area. Um, This is a casual lunch setting or dinner spot. It's a fun spot with an outdoor picnic patio under string lights. Now we actually went here for dinner Um, And it's a good spot for cocktails. Um, I'm not sure if the place was always like this, if it was like just themed for that night or if it was always like this, but they were playing 80s songs and playing 80s movies the entire time we were there, which I really enjoyed. Um, I'm not like a huge like 80s fan, but I don't know. It was just a good vibe in there. So Mercy Tavern actually has really strong maritime ties It was formerly known as Pig's Eye, and Mercy Tavern is said to be home to pirate ghosts. In the early 1800s, the tavern became a busy brothel on Derby Street, frequented by sailors and locals alike. It grew a bad reputation for kidnapping. Sea captains would have crew members kidnap healthy young men that frequented the tavern and force them to serve on board the ships. Visitors have reported sightings of ghostly sailors appearing in the bar area. Staff members have also noted hearing disembodied voices after closing. We personally did not have any haunted experiences, but I still think it's a really cool story to tell. The menu consists of mostly typical American bar food, specifically New England comfort food. We tried the pumpkin ravioli, which was the special, And uh, it was made with brown butter, sage, 
Luxardo cherry drizzle and fried leeks. Need I say more? (laughs) All right, moving on to happy hour. I would totally recommend having cocktails at the tavern inside of the Hawthorne Hotel. If you want to see the haunted Hawthorne Hotel, but you aren't staying there, this is a perfect opportunity to see it by booking a reservation there. We just booked a reservation for cocktails, uh, and it was really easy um, and highly recommended. This place was established in 1925, and Hawthorne Hotel is a historic hotel in the great central location of downtown Salem. And this place is also supposedly haunted. Guests have reported moving furniture, unexplained noises, sightings of ghostly of, of a ghostly woman. Um, room t- 325 is supposed to be the most haunted as well as room 612. And there's also been reports on the sixth floor. In October, non-guests are not allowed in the lobby or the dining area, so you need to have a reservation. Once you're in the tavern, um, it's got this beautiful, uh, cozy, wood-burning fireplace, oak-paneled walls, and wing-back chairs, so it's super cozy and comfortable, um, feels very kind of colonial, and they have a really fun list of spooky cocktails, including Sanderson Sisters Spritzer, The Witch's Brew, and Harvest Moon. Another amazing spot for cocktails is called The Roof, and this is the rooftop bar on top of Hotel Salem, which is on Essex Street. And this place is not to be missed. It's Salem's only open-air rooftop bar and restaurant, and it's not open year-round. It's seasonal, so definitely check to see if it's open and make reservations for it. It serves mostly fast, casual cuisine like nachos, tacos, and rice bowls. Its slogan is strong drink, simple food. (laughs) And um, we did have some nachos because we were a little hungry. They were nothing special or unique, but in all honesty, we came for the views and the cocktails, and it delivered on that. Hotel Salem sits on Essex Street, which I said is one of the most popular bustling pedestrian streets in downtown Salem. So although you can't really see straight down onto that street from the rooftop bar, you do get lovely views of the tops of colonial buildings, as well as a peek at Salem Harbor. We visited on an unusually hot day, so it was actually really nice to catch that breeze from the rooftop and kind of cool off with a cold drink. For dinner, you're going to want to make reservations at Ledger Restaurant and Bar. Ledger was one of my favorite restaurants that I visited in all of Salem. If you go to one expensive place in Salem on your trip, it's this one. And it's really not even that expensive. It's not like steakhouse level expensive, but it is more expensive than the other places that I've named. But trust me, it's worth it. It was once the old Salem Savings Bank building built in 1818. So Ledger Restaurant and Bar pays homage to its roots by still maintaining the old vaults and decorating the shelves with accounting books and ledgers, hence its name. Ledger features a dark, moody interior with an impressive modern light fixture in the center of their full-sized bar 
which is in the center of the restaurant. The restaurant boasts that it's a progressive New England concept serving traditional 19th century dishes, cocktails, and techniques that have been elevated with 21st century resources. It was, it was so good. We ordered a delicious wine that uh, the sommelier eloquently described to us before pouring. Um, He was really talented. And I mean, the way that he described the wine just made me like so freaking excited. (laughs) It was was great. And then we had to try the popovers, which is just a must. Um, Some people don't know what popovers are, but they're like a, they're like a, hollow biscuit. They're kind of like a croissant type of biscuit, but like they're big and they're kind of hollow on the inside. They're so freaking good. Um, it's a fond memory for us to have popovers, uh, because, um, my family, all the women in the family, um, on black Friday after Thanksgiving used to go to, um, the Neiman Marcus restaurant, with my late grandmother, and they serve the most amazing popovers with uh, strawberry butter. And it's just like a really favorite pastime of ours um, and and favorite memory that we did that every year. Um, So needless to say, my sister and I, when we were at Ledger, had to try the popovers here. And at Ledger, they come with roasted garlic honey butter and beef drippings, which sounds kind of weird and maybe off-putting, but so good. I mean, I would never think to do that, but it was so good. It was divine. For our entree, I had the mushroom campanelle. Um, it was a pasta. And my sister tried the curried cauliflower. Chef's kiss all around. For dessert, we couldn't resist ordering a spicy watermelon mint sorbet. Okay, so good. And then you could actually... Uh, order it as a Moscato bubble float. (laughs) So we got this gorgeous sorbet uh, that was floating, like a floating in a, in a Moscato glass. Uh, It was just divine. The entire experience was fun. It was luxurious. It was sexy. It was delicious. 10 out of 10 recommend Ledger. The other place for dinner that I adored was Turner's Seafood. And this is located in Lyceum Hall, which is a historic spot in Salem. Now, Turner's Seafood is a small chain. I think there's one other in maybe Boston. I'm not sure. But this one is really fun and unique because of where it's located. And it's just super high quality, good seafood. So much of Lyceum Hall is actually still preserved in this restaurant, and it features beautiful high tin ceilings, brick walls, oak floors, and large pane window glasses. The building itself was a place of importance in Salem's history, and it's also supposed to be haunted. (laughs) Gotta love those haunted spots. Um, Introduced to New England in the early 1800s, Lyceum Halls were considered lecture halls. Because I had to look that up. I was like, I don't know what that means. It's it's a lecture hall. It was a place for debates, musical entertainment, 
oral readings, and more. Salem's Lyceum Hall was the place where Alexander Graham Bell first demonstrated the long-distance phone call. Isn't that cool? Salem's Lyceum Hall was built over the orchard owned by Bridget Bishop. Bridget Bishop was uh, not the first to be accused of witchcraft, but she was the first to be executed in the Salem Witch Trials of 1692. So many people still believe that Bridget haunts the hall because it's where her orchard used to be. Um, So Lyceum Hall actually has been featured on several paranormal shows, including Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. Now, again, we were there and we didn't experience anything, but we we weren't there that long and we weren't there like super late at night. So... Turner Seafood serves New England seafood classics like Oysters Rockefeller, uh, Lobster Pie, Newfoundland Finnan Hattie, and Turner's Jonah Crab Cakes. The raw oyster bar here was incredibly tasty, quite possibly the best oysters I've tried. We actually sat at the raw bar, which was really fun because we got to watch all of the oysters get shucked. And the service was also super fast here. I mean, maybe it was because we were sitting at the oyster bar. I'm not really sure, but it was really fast and I was impressed. Great food, great atmosphere. Let's move on to dessert. Okay, this is the place that uh, I remember visiting uh, in sixth grade on our field trip, and it's called Ye Oldie Pepper Company. And it's kind of misleading because you're like, pepper? Like, spices? No, it's dessert. Uh, well, it's candy. Well, it's chocolate and candy. Okay, let me just get into it. <laughs> it's right across the street from House of Seven Gables, which uh, um, is another place that you should visit. And Ye Oldie Pepper Company is actually America's oldest candy company. It was started by George Birkinshaw at the turn of the 20th century. At that time, the Salem Gibraltar, which is this white and delicate candy flavored with lemon or peppermint, and Blackjacks, which was stick candy made from blackstrap molasses, were popular candy choices. So Salem Salem Gibraltar and Blackjacks, both of which are flagship candies at this store today. And I remember in sixth grade, All of the kids, all the students were getting their Gibraltars and Blackjacks and we were eating them on the bus and it was just a fun memory. So this place has celebrated four generations of candy makers. And in addition to some of those flagship candies, they also offer chocolate, fudge, and other old-fashioned candy. Now, we were hoping to get some of the Gibraltar candy Um, But unfortunately, they had just sold out for the day, which was so disappointing because, you know, we were looking forward to that. It was a memory from both of our childhoods. But it's okay. Um, We'll have to get it next time, right? That's another reason to go back. This, This candy originated in America in 1806 when the Spencer family received local donations after being shipwrecked in Salem. One of the donations was a barrel of sugar. Mrs. Spencer took this barrel and created her first lemon and peppermint-flavored hard candy. It retailed for a silver penny a piece or four pence, half penny for seven. 
1947 cookbook states that the Gibraltar is made from sugar, water, vinegar, and either vanilla, peppermint, or cloves for flavoring. It's boiled until hard and then pulled like taffy and becomes soft and creamy in several days. So there's a little candy history for you. And the final place I'm going to cover, which is another dessert place, is Epic. And this place is called Goodnight Fatty. If you're craving late night cookies and milk, then you must try Goodnight Fatty. Now, what's a fatty, you might ask? Well, it's what they call their ooey gooey thick cookies that are served right out of the oven. Goodnight Fatty is a late night cookie shop that serves gourmet cookies paired with soft serve ice cream and milk. It's only open on the weekends, and every weekend there's a new line of just three epic cookie options. So it's always, the menu's always changing. As we expected, there was a line out the door onto the street to get in, but it was worth the brief wait. On the night we visited, the evening menu featured the Kit Kat Fatty, the Snickers Fatty, and the Midnight Milky Way Fatty, all in honor of the Halloween season. We got a Kit Kat and a Snicker Fatty, and they were to die for. (laughs) Okay, so now that I'm like craving all the food, (laughs) I, I wonder if I've made you hungry yet too. Maybe I need to take a break and get something to eat, although it would probably be disappointing after all the amazing food that I described. So I'd love to know if you've been to Salem and you have any epic restaurants that you would add to this list, let me know. Um, And if I've inspired you, then I'd love to know that too and hear from you. You can either comment on my post on jetsettingblonde.com or you can always uh, talk to me on social media at the Jet Set Blonde. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and cheers. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to dive even deeper into creating your Jet Set life, start with upgrading your travel bucket list. You can download my free resource on the top 50 destinations for child-free travel by visiting jetsettingblonde.com forward slash start dash here. Because the first step to creating your jet set life starts with upgrading your travel goals. And if something in today's episode really resonated with you, please screenshot and tag me at the jet set blonde on Instagram or Facebook. I want to know what your biggest takeaway was. I really want to hear from you And it means so much to me when I can see your screenshots of you listening to the podcast or reading my posts online. Every screenshot and review means the world to me. I read every single one. And I really appreciate your support in listening to this episode and supporting me on this adventure. I look forward to bringing you more awesome and genuinely helpful content that will help you create the jet set life of your dreams. 